Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Friday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures down one and a half at 647 and three quarters. May soybeans up six and a quarter at 1602 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat down three and a quarter at 801 and a half. May Kansas City wheat down one and a half at 826 and a quarter. May spring wheat is down half a cent at 956 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. I could use some more reviews on that Apple podcast app in particular, guys. So if you're listening, uh, leave me a rating, leave me a review. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We are very close to 4,000 subscribers. My goal is to get to 5,000 this year. So subscribe, like the videos, leave me a a comment. All those things will help YouTube to spread this stuff out. If you need some additional assistance for me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. I've got a subscription service. Almost all my subscribers are farmers or people involved in agriculture. It's $49.99 a month built to your credit card. You can cancel it at any time. There's no other fee. There's no other obligation. You'll get my morning email, which includes every overnight headline, all the uh, weather information you need to be aware of, my text message service. It also includes my subscriber-only videos, and I do a new subscriber-only video every single business day and oftentimes on weekends if there's breaking news or uh, weather information. I did one yesterday regarding old crop corn and soybean bushels that are unpriced and some of the things that I'm doing to uh, protect those bushels uh, that you may still have. So if you're interested in that sort of content, guys, give that subscription deal a shot this weekend. I'm going to start off with U.S. weather today because I'm sick of starting uh, with South American weather or Russia or Ukraine. Uh, Drought remains uh, very much active in the U.S. The Plains, the Western Corn Belt, even parts of the Central Corn Belt remain drought-stricken. You look at the map here, and I mean the entire Plains, all the way from Texas up to Canada, you've got some sort of drought in place. A lot of Iowa's dry, even Northern Illinois, Wisconsin is dry. So you've got a lot of areas with a lot of drought issues. U.S. corn areas experiencing a drought rose to 32% last week. So the government says 32% of U.S. corn areas experiencing some sort of drought. That number was just 19% at the end of last year. Winter wheat areas experiencing a drought rose to 72% from 58% at the end of 2021. And that's the number that may matter uh, the most here for the markets over the near term. Uh, Drought in U.S. spring wheat areas up north is actually becoming less severe. USDA says that only 46% of those U.S. spring wheat areas were experiencing a drought versus 53% at the end of last year. That number for spring wheat was 99% uh, at its peak in August of last year. So this drought thing... I don't think that it matters for the row crop markets this very second, but as we get closer to planting, it's going to start to matter. I mean, this is an ongoing deal, and this dates back uh, really beyond last year even for a lot of these areas of the West. Uh, The Western Corn Belt may have issues, and I know that a lot of these areas were dry last year and ended up with really good crops, but this is still something that we absolutely need to pay attention to, certainly. President Biden warned this week that Russia is on the brink of invading Ukraine. So more of this news here today. Uh, The president yesterday offered a fairly bleak outlook in regard to the situation. He said there is a very high risk of an invasion. Uh, The president said this, every indication we have is they're prepared to go into Ukraine, attack Ukraine. My sense is it will happen in the next several days. That's what Biden said at the White House yesterday. He is expected to discuss this issue with Western leaders today. U.S. Secretary of 
State Anthony Blinken will likely meet with his Russian counterpart next week in an attempt to resolve mutual security concerns. Soybean export sales were really good last week. Both old and new crop totals impressive. Uh, new crop soybean sales, so for you know post-U.S. harvest delivery, uh, 1.526 million. That's a, a really, really good number. Of that new crop total, China accounted for 57%. Uh, unknown destinations accounted for an additional 35%. So China could be uh, very well uh in for the vast majority of this. Uh, old crop sales were also really good. Guys, 1.362 million of old crop being sold last week. Uh, we are not supposed to be selling uh, those sorts of quantities of old crop beans this time of year. This is typically when global buyers will move those purchases to South America. But because of the South American uh, drought uh, production issues, we're seeing some additional old crop business. Now, when you look at this thing, grand scheme of things, old crop bean sales accumulated for the marketing year are still down 19% versus the same period last year. USDA is projecting a decline of only 9%. Yet your new crop book, and it's very early, but your new crop book, I believe, is the third best on record seasonally. So you could run into a situation potentially, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with old crop business. You could run into a situation where USDA may actually have to reduce its old crop export forecast, but then um, when they do release a new crop balance sheet, post a real high number to start because of these new crop sales. And we could very well see a continuation of this trend of, of additional old crop business. Just keep in mind, guys, you've got a big inversion of the, in the soybean market, meaning that uh, old crop prices are much higher than new crop prices. So, you know, global buyers, they're going to hold out for that post-harvest time slot if they can. But if they can't, then they've got to buy old crop beans uh, out of the U.S. at a dollar and a quarter premium uh, to new crop. So this is an interesting situation. India is interested in U.S. soybean oil and may have actually bought some. Uh, Reuters quoted the head of one Indian trading firm who said this, Indian buyers have bought U.S. soy oil vessels. Prices were attractive and supplies were not enough in South America. Buying another two vessels in the short term is possible. So India is the world's largest importer of soybean oil. They typically buy two-thirds of their bean oil from Argentina, the remainder from Brazil. Because of the crop issues there this year, they're buying some from the United States. Now, I did not see a flat. We haven't seen a flash sale of soybean oil since February 11th, and it was to an unknown destination. It was 30,000. Uh, India was not on the export sale sheet yesterday, uh, as far as I know. Um, so be prepared for either a flash sale or maybe something on the weekly report to India uh, here in regard to bean oil the next uh, week or two. Argentina will see some light rain, scattered rain over the next few days. And then about Tuesday, Wednesday next week, you're going to see some heavier and more widespread rains uh, return. According to the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange, only 19% of the Argentina corn crop is rated good to excellent. Only 31% of the bean crop is rated good to excellent. The exchange says that 26% of the Argentina corn crop is poor to very poor, and 23% of the bean crop is poor to very poor. So a certain degree of crop loss in Argentina is absolutely inevitable here. Uh, estimates are being cut and have been cut, but you've got forthcoming rains that have the chance to at least limit additional losses uh, to those crops. Crude oil futures lower on hopes of exports from Iran. This April crude oil contract traded below $88 per barrel overnight. It peaked near 94 on Monday. The U.S. is in the process of indirect talks with Iran, which are aimed at salvaging a nuclear deal from 2015. So essentially, we will um, 
uh, kind of get this nuclear deal back in place, limit their nuclear abilities, and then lift restrictions and sanctions on Iran's oil exports, which which could push some more oil into the pipeline. So this is seen as being a bearish deal, although I think this is going to take a while. On the bullish side, energy traders still concerned regarding Russia, Ukraine, potential disruption of energy flows from Russia. So that is uh, uh, still an issue, certainly, that we've got to pay attention to. The cattle market yesterday... um, was mixed. We had kind of a mixed trade in live cattle, lower trade in feeder cattle. Cash was good, 142 to 143. Uh, boxes were a little bit lower. Slaughter numbers are still good. So it, it still looks constructive to me, the situation in general. U.S. dollars about flat. Um, we've got the S&P up 22 points ahead of the cash open. The Dow Jones up 140. Bonds up just a little bit. Precious metals a little bit lower. Crude oil down $1.64 at 88.39 in the April WTI. Have a great weekend, guys. I'll talk to you Monday.